Welcome to Daring to Be Happy with Leela B, the podcast that invites you to show up, play big, be courageous, and inspire you that through meditation you can find peace and live happy. Hi, I'm your host, Leela B, and yes, I really am a modern day monk, but to be honest, I'm not all that different from you. I'm still subjected to the chaos that's part of a busy life and world. I'm far from perfect and I've got plenty of issues, but I've found a way to be happy anyway. So welcome to Daring to be Happy. Cool, so I'm here today with Rudra Devi, who is a coach, healer and meditation teacher who removes chronic pain without the use of drugs using a technique she's developed called the Rudra Devi Technique. And that has taken her 13 years to create and develop, and it has a 100% success rate. She specializes with uh, fibromyalgia, but also works with arthritis, chronic fatigue, migraines, anxiety, and depression. So, uh, wow, that's pretty cool. (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) A great introductory. Um, Yeah, that's exactly what I do. (laughs) (laughs) So, how did that start? So it's been a journey and Mm. the technique itself has kind of come to its fruition in the last kind of few years more so. However, it started kind of like 13 years ago when my world was slightly turned upside down Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I found myself in a situation which at the time, I know, wouldn't have wished it on my worst worst nightmare. Now I realise it's probably been part of my journey. Mm So um, I find myself walking away from a horrendous relationship which was abusive. It was physically and verbally abusive with three and four-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Um, I find myself penniless, bankrupt, homeless, jobless and feeling pretty like down and had lots of like self-sabotaging, hatred thoughts about myself and what a loser I was. And so wallowed in that for quite a while. But my children, I guess, were my saving grace because even though, like, I was wallowing in this self pity, every day I had, I need, I, I still got up and I still sorted them out and I still, you know, they they were fine. I wasn't. They were. And one day somebody came up to me and said, you know, um, if you don't really sort this out, you just, you just, you know, you just chuck in your life away. And then, and at the time, I was like, how dare they? They don't know how bad my my <laughs> life is, you know, and I really owned it, right? Yeah. So anyways, whatever happened in that moment, something must have struck a chord because what I found myself doing is, yep, still wallowing in it, but then there was a, a tiny, tiny, tiny glimpse that was got like, well, how am I going to turn this around? And I really didn't know what the answer was at that point at all. But there was a tiny, tiny, tiny part of me that was starting to search for an answer. And I remembered somebody talking about um, a guy called Tony Robbins. And I don't know. Yeah, you've heard of him, right? (laughs) (laughs) And um, I didn't know who he was. I didn't know how famous he was. But I just remember someone saying he turns people's lives around. So I found a phone number, picked up the phone, phoned this number and got this American chick on the other side of the phone. And I'm not going to put an American accent on because I'm really rubbish at them. (laughs) But she kind of said, right. um, I said, oh, hi, um, Tony Robbins doesn't know me, but I'm I'm really to meet him because I need him to sort my life out. And she just kind of laughed. I was <laughs> like, well, you know, actually, you can meet him. He's coming to London in three weekends' time. He's going to do his course. It's called UPW. Um, if you want to meet him, you'll have to come there. So I was like, okay, well, fair enough. A little bit out of my way, but I'll do it. 
So I signed up, went down, expecting to be like 30 other people. And I got there. And that, and there's that, and there's all these people around. So I'm like, go to the desk, and I'm like, excuse me, excuse me, um, what are all these people doing here? <laughs> and the woman's like, well, they're here to see Tony too. And I'm like, really? <laughs> so you thought you were having a one-on-one? Almost, yeah. <laughs> and how many thousands of people were there? Well, I walked into the room, there's 10,000 people. <laughs> 10,000 others. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this plan has not gone right. <laughs> so anyway, he spoke for five days and I literally was just in awe and even though there was 10,000 people there it felt like he was speaking every word to me mm. so he he was like the first light bulb moment and, he, and there was a bag of tools that I left with and I started implementing them in my life and they were very simple and effective and I started to turn my life around and um, as I started to turn it around I went back to university I finished my degree at night court at school I got myself a really good job and you know life started to change but there was still something massively missing and it was at that point that I bumped into a friend who just got back from a retreat, a meditation retreat in Spain. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, I need to get my Zen back. Anyway, he was like, look, I'll send you a link. And they do these like weekend courses. You should go along. So I was like, yeah, yeah, that sounds pretty good. So he sent me a link and I literally was just, oh, the, the, it, you know, like there's everything always unfolds in perfection. Mm. So that weekend I'd had a really, really rubbish Saturday. I was like very emotional and I went on the website and there was this song at the time on the website, which was like, had all these beautiful quotes and it was like this lovely tune. And I was like a mad woman. I just played it on repeat for like something like three hours or something. Anyways, it was enough for me to sign up for this weekend course, went on the course, and on the Saturday morning, my next light bulb moment happened. And the only way I can describe it is, if you imagine that your life's like a jigsaw, and there was this one piece that never quite made it to the jigsaw, and it was floating in the ethos, and on the Saturday morning, something was shared, and this piece went ka And I kind of went, oh, holy moly. <laughs> So, and I saw the picture for the first time ever in my life, right? And I was like, so this is what it's about. And I don't know what it was. It wasn't words. It was intuitive. Yeah, it was an intuitive feeling. I knew that I was going to go and teach this. And it was the first, it was a Saturday morning of this weekend, you know? I hadn't even been given all the techniques. So anyway, um... I let go of that and got really into the meditation side. Absolutely loved it. For me, I think that I've given up on most things in my life, but this is the one thing that I've consistently done ever since and kind of like eight years on now, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. So I went on, became a teacher, and um, while I was on my programme, learning to become a teacher, I became ill and I developed a thyroid issue. And um, part of that kind of was that my heart was affected and... I'd end up back and forth in hospital and I ended up actually with heart failure at one point. What? Yeah, I know. So, meanwhile, while this is going on, I came across a guy called Dr. John Sarno, who's an American GP, and he basically, like the meditation that I was learning to teach, also recognised that the mind and body were connected. Now, this was always... A, the working to the mind and the mind-body connection has always been like the most fascinating, fascinating part of learning to meditate for me because it's just so makes sense to me so I tracked this guy down and I went and did some training with him um so it was just amazing because it was so in line with the meditation that I was learning to teach and I became um nine years ago I trained to be a, a coach and what I started to notice is that more 
clients were showing up with not just like emotional stuff but physical stuff so like migraines um arthritis back pain fibromyalgia etc and I kind of started to realize that there must be a correlation between this mind thing and this body thing going on but I didn't really know what the answers were and so with my clients I started to see patterns and what I started to see was with each illness there was a different personality type so what I mean by that is that only certain personalities develop certain illnesses. Mm. And then what I realised was within that within the illness there was there was also patterns. So it might be like, for example, five marriage people, I'll give me an example, they are so bad at saying no, right? They just can't say no. And they always they're such loving, beautiful people, but they forget about themselves. And so the pattern here is that they forget for so long. But the body at some point goes, you are going to put yourself first and I'm going to make sure that happens, so I'm going to shut you down. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Wow. So basically um, what happened was as I was finishing my training to be a meditation teacher, um, I'd done the training with Dr. John Sarno and started to see these patterns. I kind of started amalgamating everything together within working with clients. And then I was given the meaning of my name. <laughs> <laughs> so Rudra Devi is a Sanskrit name. It's a Sanskrit name, yeah. yeah. Sanskrit obviously being a vibrational language and um, um, and it's the name that is, was given to me as the essence of who I am. So it's not my personality, it's the essence. Yeah. And um, the meaning is the goddess who uh, removes pain. <laughs> So, and quite ironically, I didn't even get that. It was a client of mine who who had been on the website and seen the meaning of my name, and he'd he'd had backache, uh, severe back pain, and couldn't walk. And we'd worked together, and he was totally fine. And I get this phone call one day from him saying, "Oh my goodness, I've just seen the meaning of your name, and you're the you're the goddess who removes pain, and that's what you do." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, so I am." Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so anyways, to to finish the story, what then ended up happening is um I got really, really fascinated by emotions and, and the emotional connection to the mind body. And so that's when I became really fascinated by the metaphysical anatomy. And what that basically means is a long fancy word, I know, but it basically means that every part of the body represents a different emotion. Mm. And there's a pattern within that too. So everything started to become a pattern and the more I started looking at clients and people and their illnesses and their association to these to these illnesses, the more I started to see that they were a recipe. And so if they were a recipe to get there, then surely we can have a recipe to get them to go. Mm. So um, over the next few years, I amalgamated all these teachings and then I created what's now called the Rudra Devi Technique which is literally a process which I take all clients on. And I call it kind of like, we're like the reverse of doctors because when you go to a doctor, they look at your symptoms. Hmm. Now I'm really, ex- I am interested in people's symptoms. So I'm interested in their back pain. I'm interested in their, where, their migraines. I'm interested in their depression, anxiety. But I am so more interested in how it, how it got there in the first place. So everything in life is cause and effect, right? Yeah. Now you know that's true because like, an example of that cause, somebody starts eating 100 Mars bars a day, right? The effect is they're probably going to put some sort of weight on. <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah. I can speak from experience. <laughs> 100. My, no, I, no, it was. It was like, <laughs> spent a season skiing in, in America. And I went to Costco. <laughs> and it's an amazing place. 
and you can buy 48 Snickers bars no. for $13. So why wouldn't you? <laughs> so I can confirm these 48 Snickers bars will make you fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, so you know this. You've tried it out. I tested it. Fabulous. I can use you as a real-life example from now on. <laughs> Although there's nothing on you looking at you now. <laughs> So yeah, so that so you don't just wake up with those pounds on. Something's got to have happened for that to 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 get there. And illness, chronic pain is exactly the same. You don't just wake up and have an illness. You don't just wake up and have chronic pain. Something has got to have happened mm-hmm. to have it, for it to have got there in the first place. So we're a little bit like Sherlock Holmes of the body. What we do is we investigate and we find out what 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 that trigger is. And, and once we've established what those triggers are, then basically what we do is we spend the, the time through a non-invasive process, through exercises which are not physical, um, with the person, we work through those triggers to remove them. So if we remove the cause, so we remove the Mars bars or the Snickers bars in your case, <laughs> then there, there is no chance now for the pounds to go on. And in the case of illness and chronic pain, if we remove the cause, there are no symptoms. They mm. disappear. Mm. And so hence the reason why we have such a huge high success rate with this particular technique. So the journey has been th- taken 13 years and it's always going to keep on developing. I know that. But yeah, that's where we're currently at right now. And it's incredibly exciting. Yeah, sounds it. Yeah, it's very <laughs> cool. And it's funny because the first time I met you, I saw you kind of get up and speak. And I was like, whoa, man, this girl's got energy. <laughs> And, like, she's so confident. <laughs> and then at that time, it turned out you were a confidence coach. Yeah, that's where I started. <laughs> but yeah. it was so, um, it was so, you just exuded it. Yeah. You still do. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, so, you've answered a lot of my questions already <laughs> on your own. What else am I going to ask you? Yeah, where are you going next with it? So currently what's been manifesting in the last 12 months is because obviously clients go through the program and they get their lives back. And some of these people, especially fibromyalgia clients, may not find me for like, they could have been ill for 10 years. Mm. So they're not working anymore. They're, you know, their confidence is gone. Their, their, their zest for life has been depleted. They, they don't really know who they are anymore. So suddenly they start getting their their health back and it's like oh my goodness I've got my health back wow what am I going to do with my life you know because they've not they've not had that space because they've just been focused on illness Mm. to even think or focus on what would they love to be doing with their lives because their whole life is consumed by trying to overcome what supposedly is a non-curable illness so what's been happening over the last 12 months is clients that have gone through the program and got better have started to approach me and say, I want to be able to do this for people. So I'm a massive believer that you just need to go with where the flow is being, or the signs are showing up. Mm. And so I was like, maybe I need to create a program and start teaching this. And I was like, that makes so much more sense because I'm like one human being and I can only see like a maximum of six to eight people a day, which is actually <laughs> only over a course of one week is like six to eight people, 32 people. <laughs> Sorry, my maths. <laughs> and I'm like, there's like there's like 52% of the planet currently have got some sort of chronic pain. Mm. And there's 7% of them have got fibromyalgia. And I'm like, mm, doing, the, doing the maths. I'm not going to get around them all, am I? <laughs> you know, not in one lifetime, not in a thousand lifetimes. I need a team. Yeah. 
So anyway, these people started popping up and um, and then just kind of gone with the flow. So I wrote the training programme this year and it went live on the 1st of August. And we've um, trained the first five Rudra Devi practitioners up. And they're due to graduate um, by November 2017. Yep. And basically the training programme is in development at the stage at the moment, but it's going to be it's going to be online by December this year. It should be all accessible online so that people can train anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. And we are still going to do some live training programmes too, but it's going to be a combination of the two, depending on where people live, so that it's more accessible. And it's been so interesting because what's happening is we've created this kind of like whatsapp group for all the, the people that are training and they've ne- they've decided to name themselves the rudy davy angels Aww, <laughs> cool. but what's happening is like what i realized the other day was that when i looked at the people that are in the training program every single one of them had learned to meditate mm-hmm. Now, whether they've done it while they've been kind of going through the program or they learned years ago, it's a, it's irrelevant. And and what I realised was the importance of like this is magic unfolding because these people are putting themselves first, which then is going to allow them to be able to make a difference to the planet. Mm. Because if we are whole in ourselves, then it's easy to be able to help others. Yeah. But when we're not, then that's when the problem is. Okay. And it was so exciting to see. And so, yeah, the next step, I guess, is two days ago, I got in touch with everybody at work and said, we've got a new rule. And I was like, we've just dissolved all limitation off this company. Anything's possible from this moment onwards. So I don't want to hear anybody's ideas unless you think they are totally unrealistic. Mm-hmm. And then if they think they're unrealistic, then I want to hear them. Because only unrealistic people shift mountains. And I was like, and we are here to shift mountains. And so the next step is um, is to create as many practitioners around the world. Uh, my first goal is 10,000. Wow! <laughs> and with 10,000 practitioners, think how many people they are, how many clients they well, are Well, I did work the maths out. <laughs> so I worked out that with 10,000, if everyone had an average of 10 clients a week, um, and now I've got to do it off the top of my head... <laughs> I don't know. It was a big number. Is it 100,000? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. My We're terrible at math. Yeah, yeah, terrible at math. Some of you have been working it out now going, oh my God, it's so easy, that figure. Yeah. But anyway, that so the goal is ultimately, like, is, you know, in the next 10 years is to is to have Rudy Davy centres around the world, which would be practically free for people to walk into and be able to have see a consultant and go to them with their pain or ailment or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, free we, yeah that's the, that's the goal wow. yeah is to to just is to have some of these centers around the world which obviously we're gonna have to create the the revenue somehow mm-hmm. and and I'm just gonna give that back out to the universe yeah. and let the universe just show me how to do that because I'm not quite sure right now yeah but ultimately to have the centers and then obviously the practitioners and the coaches they work through Skype anyway mm-hmm. so there's no so they can work with anyone anywhere in the world you don't have to live near somebody mm. and 90% of my clients are all over the world they're not they're not living in the town that I live in mm-hmm. so it means it's super cool because you don't no longer does, does somebody who's not well have to travel it's got to have a phone or a, a, a computer screen that they can access and they can literally get better from their own bed. Mm. 
you know wow yeah so that's super cool so yes yeah, so the next step is just to um just i feel like this information has been downloaded it's not mine to keep it's mine to, to but it is mine to well it's not, i don't own it but it's my job to get it out there yeah that's what my role has been and the practitioners and the coaches is the most obvious way right now. But if mm. anyone's got any other great ideas, please let me know <laughs> of how I can get this out there. Because the more people that know this technique, the the quicker we can not only sh- awaken the truth of of pain and illness, but we can also help with the with the with the increase of consciousness through this. Mm. Because ultimately the reason why this this technique works is an amalgamation of steps and, and processes, but it's about doing it from and, and delivering it from being incredibly present. And the more present that the practitioners are and myself, the quicker the results are every single time. And it's insane because like sometimes you are working with a, a client and a question might come up. And if your mind even attempts to get in the way of that question, you're never going to be able to answer it. And then suddenly an answer just comes. And you go, where did that come from? <laughs> That sounded pretty good. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> note to self, write it down. <laughs> but yeah, so it's an it's an amazing, awesome journey and I feel incredibly blessed to um to to be accessing this this wonderful information and to be able to share it with the world and have this wonderful team that is just amalgamating around me of other light workers basically that are gonna also have such an, an importance and an imprint on this planet. So it's it's fab. Mm. Have you got any stories, inspiring stories of transformations you've seen in someone that you can share? Yeah, completely. Yeah, completely. So I'll use a fibromyalgia example. Mm-hmm. So fibromyalgia if you go to the doctor they'll tell you there's no cure. Yeah. And so that's an instant belief that gets set into people's programming, right? Mm-hmm. And especially because it's come from a doctor, so, you know... We believe the doctors. We believe the doctors, la ra di ra di ra I know that's not all doctors, if you're listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> however, you know, they, they go in... It, for people that don't know what fibromyalgia is as well, it's called an invisible illness because mm. people generally look quite healthy, but on the inside there's literally a war zone and the pain is intense. So if it's measured out of 10, 10 being the most excruciating pain you've ever heard, felt... These people are generally living at an eight, uh, an eight or a nine mm. all day long, all yeah. night long. And the pain is in the muscles and it can vary with different parts of the body and it can increase. And quite often they have chronic fatigue incredibly um, badly. They have usually depression, anxiety because that's a knock on effect. Yeah. And sometimes and quite often they have arthritis. So people are feeling you know, not their best. Pretty rubbish. Pretty rubbish, yeah. And also on top of that, they've been told that there's no there's no cure. So there's this kind of like, at what point do people start giving up on themselves, mm. you know? Because it's like, well, what's even the point? Because yeah. there's no cure. And so all they can really do is either go on to severe painkillers, which have their own story and side effect, mm-hmm. live with the pain and be quite often bed bound for months on end or you know socially their social life or usually is gone by the time I've met them they're not working anymore so they've cut themselves off quite a lot from society their relationships have been affected their sex life has been affected they're not able to jump up out of bed and be with their children and so their relationship with their family is affected 
And it is just horrendous. And so there's a lady um, from Australia, actually, who I met through her illness. And when I met her, she she was still working part-time and she'd managed to keep her part-time job, but like she just felt really down and the pain was excruciating and she was a really creative being. And actually most fibromyalgia people are really creative. It's another thing as well. They're usually insanely creative. And... Basically, when I met her, you know, she she had she was married, she had children that were growing up, but she just felt like, you know, she, she was really retract her, her life. You mm-hmm. know, she stopped saying yes to going out for dinner. She stopped socially socialising with her friends and becoming more and more of a recluse, feeling really fed up, just down in the dumps. And we started working together and, and she was like an eight or nine out of ten in pain all the time. And... Three within three months, she was completely pain free. Completely pain free. Wow. And her anxiety, depression was lifted. The chronic fatigue went, and she basically had this full life change. She started following her dream, which is become a writer, which is now currently doing. She sold her house. They've gone travelling around Europe. She's um, her and her husband have like they dedicated more just quality time together, doing like the things they've always wanted to do, go sailing, um, see certain countries. They're like now living the dream, and I, I often get like messages saying, "Oh my God, thank you so much. My life's doing so well," and and it's just it's just exciting because it's yeah. like and so rewarding. Well, it's just like she's just a brand new woman, yeah. you know. Brand new, yeah, just it's so exciting, so exciting. And so there's lots of stories like that. Yeah. Yeah, and of all various ages. I'll tell you this other one as well, because really, she's only 19. When she turned up on my doorstep, because um, she actually came to me face to face, she's 19 years old and was on 22 tablets a day. Wow, wow. And she was taking tablets for... Uh, because she she was on some tablets to be able to counteract the tablet she was on for the stomach lining and things like that. Mm-hmm. This is how bad it was. And so she had fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, depression, 19 years old, has never been able to properly work because of, like, just fatigued all the time. She was sleeping on average um, 16 hours a day, 16 to 18 hours a day, wow. just constantly tired, no social life whatsoever, feeling like an outcast, feeling like a total loser at 19. And what a beautiful girl. She'd rocked in, well, she didn't rock in the first day to my office. She kind of stumbled into my office and, you know, her shoulders were down. She was kind of really protecting herself, arms crossed, very, you know, looking down. The confidence had really clearly gone. And she's actually not finished her programme yet. She is, I think, in month two. So she'll have had eight sessions. She's down to four tablets a day wow. already. She's already down to zero in pain. Wow. And her, she's she's now met a man. She's, like, moved in with him. She's now... She's really into makeup and things. She's now going to set up her own makeup business. Wow. She's doing a short course. And she's due to, she's got like another month's worth of sessions if she wants them. And she's already just beaming and just, and well, you know, she's not fully off all the drugs yet, but we'll get her off all the medication by the time in the next four weeks. And so she's like, uh, like a walking miracle. And all she can do is go, oh my God, thank you, thank you, thank you. And she's just so grateful. And yeah, it feels amazing, right? It does, but it's not even me, it's like, I just, all I feel is I'm this vessel of, 
whatever. I'm just there to show up. Mm. They, the client actually does it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They do it themselves. Yeah. They're the, they're the amazing ones, really. Yeah. That's super cool. <laughs> I could go on, but I won't. Yeah. There's well, many stories. <laughs> well, we've got this uh, part of the show that we call the Playful Questions. Do you want to play? Oh, yeah. I'd love to play. All right. Question number one. What's your favourite food? Thai. Thai. I love Thai food. Any particular Well, dish? I'm, I'm a pescatarian, which for those that don't know what that means, it means I don't eat meat, but I eat fish. Yep. So I I really like the Thai salad. I don't know if you've had the spicy Thai salad. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. hot, yeah. but oh, it's, it's good. Um, but I'm quite, I just like, you know, your curries. I mm. like your green and yellow curry. Veggie yep. curries. Nice. Yummy. Yeah, love Thai food. Awesome. What's your favourite conscious book or movie? Okay, so book is Letting Go by David Hawkins. Uh-huh. Absolutely. I've read it five times, listened to it. I've got it on audio, I've got it on hard copy. I've listened to it about eight times. It's just insanely fantastic. It's a game changer. If you haven't read it, you need to buy it today from Amazon. I, I should be on, I should be on commission. So yeah. we'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah, you haven't read it. <laughs> no. Oh my god, I'm quick. a terrible reader. Let's we'll get the audio. I know. Just get the audio, man. <laughs> uh, it is a game changer of a book. Like you can never listen to it enough times. Every time you listen to it, like as we're growing in consciousness, that like, you hear a different thing. Yeah. And yeah. It, and he calibrates the consciousness level of it. So it's out of a thousand, the case. A thousand would be totally awake and conscious. And the book enlightened you. The book itself calibrates at 950. Oh, I don't... What does that mean? It means it's like practically in, walking on its own. So you read it and become enlightened? You no. Know. Because <laughs> <laughs> no. that'd be a great shortcut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. It means... It just means that the, the, the level of consciousness that it was written at. Uh, so the guy... Uh-huh. So David Hawkins was completely awake and self-realised, enlightened. Mm-hmm. And so the level of consciousness that it was written at yeah. is insane. Like, it's just insane. You've got to read it. Like, okay. We all want to experience uh, 95% consciousness. (laughs) We should pick up that book. Just hold it. Just hold it. Just put it and sleep with it under your pillow. (laughs) David Hawkins, letting go. It's a yellow and white. So we just hold on to it while we meditate. Yeah, exactly. You have to be clear. You have to be awake by tomorrow. Just hold hold on to my iPhone. (laughs) Straight your iPhone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that'd be weird. Awesome. Cool. Yep. No, definitely put a link down to that. We'll put the Audible link. Yes, the Audible link. Yes. In fact, I have an Audible. Uh, I have my own Audible link. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm very fancy now. You are fancy. Mm. Mm. LeelaB.life forward slash Audible if you want to sign up to Audible for 30 days and listen to Letting Go for free. Isn't that great? I was just talking about Letting Go in the previous episode. So, how timely is that? Uh, what is your favourite place in the world? You were just telling me how much you travelled when you were younger, so I'm sure you've got lots to choose from. Yeah, so is it going to be somewhere I've been or somewhere I'd like to go to? Whatever. Is there any rules in this game? There's no rules in oh this game. Oh my god, there's no rules. There's no rules in this game. Alright, let's show do one of each then. I'm about to go to Sri Lanka for the oh, first yeah. time um, in December, so I'm very excited about that. And I've only, I've been to India, and apparently it's kind of like the middle-aged version of India. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, does that put me in the middle age group? Jesus. Oh, right, now I get it. Yeah. <laughs> no, not the middle ages. <laughs> As in, like, you know, the 30 pluses. Um, 
so I'm excited to go there because it looks fabulous and there's lots of really amazing kind of like beach bungalows and sort of tree houses you can stay in, which I don't know why I'm excited about that. Well, I guess because it just sounds exciting, doesn't it? Oh, I would stay in a tree house. Yeah, yeah, a tree house. And the most fabulous place we've ever been to to date... Um, so when I was backpacking, we were in the south of Bar- South of Bali... And we swam to a small island. Yeah, I know. Sounds like the beach. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we didn't get eaten alive, which is pretty lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just, we took a hammock. So we must have had like a rucksack or something of what is, I don't know how we managed to do this. Can't remember now. I guess we must have had some sort of waterproof rucksack. Yeah. And we took a hammock and put the hammock on the, up in the two trees on the beach and just camped there for the, a night and it was really amazing. Cool. And I don't I don't know what this place was called because we swam to it, but it was off. It was a white beach. It was like something out of a dream. Well, I'm on my way to Bali, so I'm oh, yeah. I'll try and check it out. Check it out. Well, it was just a it was just a, like a random like little island. It's probably not a random little island yeah, anymore. Yeah, it's probably yeah. You're probably right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got there before the tourists. Yeah. But that was pretty amazing. I've I've been really fortunate. I've travelled a lot of Southeast Asia and seen some magical magical places pre kind of tourism hit. Yeah. So it did Thailand before it became a jungle of concrete and things like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm really looking forward to Sri Lanka and I fancy Vietnam. Yeah, me too. Mm. And yeah. South America. I've never been, yes. to, never been to South America. I can't believe it. Well, I want to learn Spanish. It's like a bucket list yeah. thing. And I don't think I'm going to be able to learn a language unless I'm immersed in it fully. Yeah, well, once you've learned it, can you just download it into my... Sure. Into my, yeah, we'll my, just... You've, you've got a USB people. Yeah, yeah, I've got a USB people. <laughs> <laughs> How great would that be? It's so much easier, right? <laughs> oh dear. Um, what brings you joy in your life? Um, meditation. Mm-hmm. Now, for those who are listening, going what? Well, I thought that I, you know, I thought meditation was like, oh, so yeah, that's not really for me. It's gonna be so boring, sat around doing nothing because I'm quite a busy, active, kind of energetic human yeah. being. Yeah. But I was so wrong because it's not what I thought it was, and now I realise it's about expanding my experience from within. I get a completely different experience from it. So it brings me joy. Mm. You know what brings me joy is the simple things in my life. Yeah. It's the daily small rituals like. You know, just getting outside with the dog, having a great conversation with the kids yeah. about their day or what they're up to. or It's about me eating great food that other people have cooked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a good cup of coffee. A great cup of co- black coffee. Yeah. Oh, my God. We just had yeah. one of those. Do you know, I love more, nothing more than like going for a, little, a walk and a coffee. Yeah. And, you know, and a, and a little chat with somebody, mm. whether it's my boyfriend or the, the the kids or a friend, and I don't care what the elements are doing, I can still sit outside, get wrapped up or yeah. whatever. There's nothing, it's simple, right? Yeah. The simple things. I think the older I've got, the more I've realised that simplicity is what makes me joyful and happy. So that's the answer. Excellent We've got answer. there in the end. Perfect. <laughs> what trips you up still? Chocolate. <laughs> you can't say no to chocolate. <laughs> can't say no to chocolate. Uh, chocolates, yep. What pushes your buttons still? Well, what came up to my awareness, the truth? The kids. 
<laughs> and my mother. <laughs> <laughs> so just both ends of the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're my biggest lessons, right? Mm. They're my biggest joy and my biggest push and, push and buttons. Push and buttons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they definitely are. But they're also my biggest teachers. Yeah. And and for that, I'm eternally grateful. Mm-hmm. Right now, sat here, not when it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're amazing kids, right? But they just know, don't they? They just know. They know what to do and say. Yeah, They've yeah. got a script, man. <laughs> They've been pre-downloaded. Here you go. If you don't want to know how to get to her buttons, just do this. They're all teenagers, right? They're all teenagers and they're all boys. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so they gang up on you? Well, there's like, they're all like two of them are over six foot already. Oh my god. I know, seriously. But they're good kids. Yeah, they're, they're great. They are. They're, they're good fun. Awesome. What is the greatest thing you've learned about yourself through meditation? The biggest thing that I have learned is that. <clears throat> The things on the outside of me, so my children, my life, my friends, my my environment, my work, have some things have changed. A lot of them haven't changed a lot, but what has changed is my relationship towards it all. Mm. The biggest thing that's given me the most peace is that I now know that in every moment I have a choice. And that choice is how I am towards whatever is going on on the outside of me. The outside of me can never do anything to dis- to disturb my peace. Mm. Only I can disturb my own peace mm. by the relationship I have with whatever that thing is. Mm. And that's been a game changer. A little bit like David Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a huge game changer that actually nothing can upset me, nothing can disturb my peace, nothing can actually destroy me the only thing that can is if I allow my mind to um create a negative relationship towards what what's going on on the outside of me and I identify with that so you know I just choose not to and if I forget in that moment as soon as I remember which sometimes is quick and sometimes I wallow a little bit for a few minutes but as soon as I see it, I go. I just you know now have an amazing technique to be able to just blitz that. Mm. But that's been a huge game changer, huge, 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 because it just means that no matter what's going on on the outside of me, it it has no effect on my peace unless I allow it. Awesome. So how can uh, the people? How can the people? <laughs> uh, anyone who wants to know more about the Rudra Davy technique and mm-hmm. working with you or a member of your team, mm-hmm. how can they find out more? So they can go to the website, which is. Are you going to put a link for this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Mm-hmm. They can email me at rudra at rudradavy.com. <laughs> they can. They can go onto the onto Twitter, which is Rudra Davy UK. Oh, you're you're a Twitter girl. I'm a Twitter. You're a tweeter. Yeah, I'm a tweeter. They can go onto Facebook, which is Rudra Davy. They can go onto Instagram, which is Rudra Davy UK. They can go onto LinkedIn, which is Rudra Davy. <laughs> Wow, so you're um, all over social media. And if they can't find me that way, <laughs> then they can call me on 
Wow, you've just put your phone number out to the universe. To the universe. To all, like, because my the Leela Bay audience is massive. Exactly, it's universal, so, global. So, so be prepared. I am prepared for a full inbox of voicemails. That's okay. I can take it. <laughs> I can take it. I can take it. That's awesome. Well, Roger Davey, so amazing to have you here today, and I would just like to praise you for your just zest and zeal and passion (laughs) because it just like you're just an explosion of all of that (laughs) and to be in your presence is always like super wonderful uplifting and yeah I just love you for all of that and for you know for, for this and for what you're doing and the passion that you are putting into it and like I know that this is going to help so many people mm. and it's just been a pleasure to have you on the show mm-hmm. and to help you kind of share that message and um, for anyone listening who is experiencing a lot of physical pain um yeah do get in contact with Rudra Davy because her stuff works <laughs> Oh man, well, can I just say thank you so much for having me on your show, and like, I, I just have got a good feeling about your show, I think it's going to be the next global thing, so watch this <laughs> space. Well, you talked before about unrealistic goals. goals. Mm. You know, it just popped into my head, and was like, oh, but it's never going to be as big as Tony Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be bigger. <laughs> That's a lot to take on. <laughs> but we, the unrealistic people shift mountains. Yeah. You've got to be unrealistic. You've got to be unrealistic. But the other thing I was just going to, before we go, is what I just want to just say, is if somebody is in pain and they do want to know more, we offer a free 45-minute health analysis session, Amazing. which is over Skype or Zoom or WhatsApp mm-hmm. or Facebook, depending on what. Because you're everywhere. Because I'm everywhere. <laughs> um, so just feel free just to get in touch and just check us out. And, mm. Amazing. Oh, oh, and one other thing. Yeah. <laughs> If you go to the website, there is a free technique that we give you, and it's basically how to reduce your pain at 60 minutes. Wow, cool. I'll be quiet now. (laughs) (laughs) Shouldn't they give me that coffee, you see? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. You're amazing. I've heard Rudra Davy talk a lot about dissolving limitations in the last couple of weeks, and I've seen the results it's been giving her. Just a few days after we recorded this, she was contacted by a local TV station to be interviewed about the results that she's been getting, and I'll include a link in the show notes if you want to check it out. There was a time when the perceived confidence and success that Rudra Davy has would have been incredibly intimidating to me. And that would have put me into a downward spiral of comparison and not feeling good enough. Now, however, I find it inspiring and I love her reminder that we don't need to feel limited by anything and our ability to play big is only limited by our imagination and our self-belief. So just imagine for a moment what you could achieve in life if you dissolved all your limitations. I could be as big as Tony Robbins, if that's what I wanted, but I don't think it is. (laughs) But I do suspect I need to play bigger around what it is that I do want. So what is it that you want? 
If you want to find that missing jigsaw piece, if you want to start or restart your meditation practice, don't forget you can head to leelabee.life forward slash top tips for a list of my favorite resources for creating a committed meditation practice. Once again, that's leelabee.life forward slash top tips. So with that, my dear friends, thank you for tuning in. And I want to praise you for your willingness to show up, play big, be courageous, find peace and live happy. Okay, so I know that the music has stopped, which generally means that the show is over. But if you happen to still be listening, then you get to hear a little secret outtake from the show between me and Rudra Davy. I just thought it was something a little bit funny and silly that I wanted to share with you. So all you need to know beforehand is that we've been in the middle of a conversation about social media marketing. So I hope you enjoy. Bye. And then I just let it, and then I just give it to the, back to God and let God build it up. Do you know? So let him manage. He'd be my social media manager. He'd be a social media manager. That would be amazing. <laughs> God, why didn't you think of that before? I thought you were like really ahead of the game. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I'm giving everything back to God. So I just will outsource my life to God. Yes. Holy moly! Whoa! That's what you do! That's better than a USB port! (laughs) Exact amount of And he's free! And he's free! He works for free! He works for free for infinite times. Infinity. And beyond. And beyond. Yep. He knows it all. Just give it. I'm giving everything. I've I've told you I dissolved limitation in my company two days ago. (laughs) So that's it. (laughs) Seriously, it's gone. We have no limitation. If anybody ever even mentions that word, I told them I won't speak to them for a week. <laughs> well, so is your is your company registered as a yeah. limited like like an LLC? Or yeah, yeah, Rudy David Limited. <laughs> so you just you just, you need to change it to Rudy Daydream. Daydream. Rudy Daydream. Limited. <laughs>